dirty clothes for one little man. Who barely moves. Right. <laughs> exactly. He changes every day. Good for him. And her, it's just a, a pair of her, like, lounging wear or pajamas, and that's it. And her little socks. Sounds like my life. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. We live in five, four, one, and we're live. All right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Welcome back to the Kresley Pod. This is pod episode number five. Number five. Hmm. I thought it was four. I think it, it might be. This is, these are hard to keep track of, but it might be five. Maybe it's four. Shmore. But either way, thank you for joining <laughs> us. Today we have a lovely, very lovely new guest in Shelly. AKA Michelle Shell, our auntie, our friend, family, confidant. Mm-hmm. How are you? Say hello to the, to the, pod, the world. pod world. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and then, of course, we have the lady who's dressed to impress every single day, always comfortable, always foxy, the lovely, the beautiful, and stunning and smart Leslie. How are you doing? Shelly picked out this awesome cheese that I had never <laughs> tasted before. Yep. And it's great so i get to munch on the cheese while we talk and mm-hmm. white cheddar cheese we're coming off of a fresh visit from a nice little neat winery we were petting turkeys and ate some bop you were petting turkeys <laughs> yeah i was petting turkeys i feel like it was more of an attempt to pet <clears throat> those things are scary they're big and Huge. we had bop though brick was, oven pizza it was pretty good pretty good i think it could have been a little crispier I agree. It's like soggy bop. <laughs> it's like the type of pizza that you bake and it doesn't have any holes at the bottom. Yes. So there's, it's not being aerated, so it's not cooking. Yeah. And they were a little busy, so they might have rushed it. They only got two bops. Didn't feel like a rush. Yeah. We waited forever, right? We did wait a long time. Mm-hmm. And the wine tasting, honestly, they only gave us like one ounce on the, on the tasting part. I'm not complaining. I counted the pours. They were between four and six. Are you sure? Yeah. Um, like one- Ounces? One ounce, no, it'd be one ounce. So, where one cup would get a six count, Mm. the other cup would get five, and the last cup would get four. So, it was very uneven. Oh, yeah, like I said, I was the last cup every time. You were the first cup every time. Either way, I have a big mouth, and things just go down real fast. (laughs) Um, Wow. (laughs) We enjoyed your portion. (laughs) And, you know, Whenever we get to hang out with friends and family, we just always love going to the grocery store. So we're fresh off of a grocery visit. Uh, we lost Shelly at the grocery store. <laughs> Leslie had to snatch her up by the arm and really just give her a scolding. Don't um, leave our side. Yep. They with lost, all the pedophilia that look, goes around right now. They lost me in the cheese department, okay? Yep. <laughs> Thank God. Leslie also Great grabbed cheese. me by the arm for cutting the cheese in the pizza aisle. Oh, damn. It was terrible. And it was the ice cream aisle. Oh, ice cream aisle. Mm-mm. Yep. We, we were there for, we were on a mission. Chris just, is off of a five-day fast. Yeah, just getting into that, guys. <clears throat> uh, I called out a five-day fast on Monday. I finished it last late last night. Oh, my. It was awesome. Not going to lie. So some of the the health benefits, you know, they're sure there's a lot of good ones. Just look up deep ketosis and what the benefits are there. But uh, yeah, like I said, the meditations and the praying and all that stuff came out to be on top. Like it's like, what do you mean by on top? Well, it's like you feel yourself more. Like you're able. You feel yourself. Yeah, like 
you feel like what you mean, like your emotions more, I guess, and like uh, your intentions. Like there's less distractions there. So there's that, and then on top of that, your your hands and toes are freezing the entire time because <laughs> your your body prioritizes sure. like heating up your your main organs to survive. So Imagine you're... sleeping in the same bed with someone who is cold. Mm-hmm. They're crawling over to your side of the bed yeah. every time. They're waking you up. Now you're having interrupted sleep, and we know sleep is important if it's uninterrupted. So Leslie needed me like three times <laughs> on a Wednesday. Scoot over. It was rough. And... Scoot over. <laughs> Red Rover. No one called you over. <laughs> if you guys ever try a five-day fast, the most important thing is just doing your minerals. So your sodium, magnesium, potassium, and those are really the main ones. I'm sure there's a couple other that are out there that you're missing. So you like were taking food. vitamins? Yeah, so well... your nutrients? Yep. Putting like salt underneath my tongue. Did that work? Yeah, it was good. And then also apple cider vinegar kind mm-hmm. of thing, like little drinks like that. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. But yeah, so you do that. If you don't do enough of that, then you're, you get really bad headaches. And then mm. I didn't have any Because your body needs iodine. Like yeah, I, well, mm-hmm. iodine's another good little mm-hmm. micronutrient too. Didn't have any bad headaches or anything like that. And then when I broke the fast, I didn't poop myself, which was really good. <laughs> Thank God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, apparently if you rush it, when you're fasting, your gut stops producing certain enzymes that you use to break down food. Mm-hmm. So you have to like kickstart your body and get them to start producing those enzymes before you start eating. So was it a challenge for you? No, it was so easy. It was. Yeah. I would have, my second day, I don't know. I, I don't think I could go five whole days fasting. I think you could. I don't know. I think you could. You totally can. Yeah. Really? You can. Yeah. We try not to say, I can't. <laughs> Instead, we say, I'm trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lost about like eight pounds and then put back maybe like three or four. Mm-hmm. So what does everyone around the table do to challenge themselves? Shelly, let's start with Shelly. I Shelley. don't I want know. to start with Shelly. How oh, do you gosh. challenge yourself? I don't even know. What's the last hardest thing you ever did? Yes. The last hardest thing. Okay, I went on a job interview. I haven't done that in a long time. Nice. <laughs> so that was a challenge. Yes, it was. Because I, I was not knowing what they were going to ask. What kind of questions and, like, do they ask? Sure, it's been a while since the entire world Experience, has been. you know, basically. It's what they want to know. Your experience, your background. You ever get those questions like, if you can be an animal, what type of animal would you be? No, thank God. I think once I did, and I don't remember what job interview I went on that one, but I remember I'm like, what the hell? Never thought about that before. Oh, I yeah. for you hippies. <laughs> Is there even a right or wrong question, uh, answer for that? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think like that's an awesome experience, though, because if or whenever I go back to like having to get hired or whatever, mm-hmm. I would definitely just own me. Like, just own, like, what all the stuff I like to do and, and all the fun adventures like that me and Leslie go on. I'll even poke, like, I own all those things. Like, sure, I have this professional career that's cool, but, hey, yeah, I can check all those boxes, but you're Doesn't also Doesn't define this, you. Yeah, exactly. Because you got to sell yourself. Mm-hmm. The biggest BS thing I, I've ever looked at was my own LinkedIn. It's like, oh, like, this is cool, but this doesn't show the eight years of blood sweat and tears that i put into the work it's like you just have to summarize it into bullet points yeah and half the time people are like buffing those things up i know i did 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my LinkedIn does my work zero justice. And Except it's, and it sucks. My volunteer work on my LinkedIn is not buffed or beefed mm-hmm. at all. It's actually all legit, and I'm pretty damn proud of it. I want to do more of that kind of stuff. If you had to do any type of charity show, what would you do? That you don't get paid for. You don't get paid for, but you kind of have to do it for like seven years straight. Not have to do it. You want to do it. Well, you Char- want to do it, but your hands are tied to do it for seven charity? years Charity? Like, um, like to give money or to volunteer to like any time. type of services? You have to, to give time. I would like to work with like battered, wife, battered wives or battered women and children. Nice. That'd be fun. Like teach them how to fight. <laughs> or teach him how to cope. Cope. <laughs> Anything. Oh, you can't beat him up. But what you can do, mm-hmm. you, can, you can deal with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's sweet. I like that. That or just working with, giving my time working with the mm-hmm. sick, elderly sick people. Which you do now. Mm-hmm. That's what you're doing. Yes. It's very rewarding. Honestly, there aren't many people who are interested in, in that type true. of work. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you know who even have the patience, and we know you, and we know you have a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're I, a saint. That's a tough job. I know I wouldn't be able to do it. I know that I would appreciate the people that are doing it for me when I'm older and mm-hmm. need my, my my sheets cleaned and mm-hmm. and picked up, <laughs> picking me up off the floor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh man. Because like helping people like. Picking up a person, they're heavy. That is. Dead weight. And what if they're, like, are your, some of your clients, are they in the best of shapes? Not all of them are, no. What about the ones that are in good shape? Are there any? Oh, that, yes, there's some. They are mobile and mm-hmm. get around, and those I like to be with, too. I'm sure it's easier. Do you know that they, if they've led a healthy lifestyle or not? Yes, a lot of them. The, the ones that are mobile and yeah. general, yes they have they have wow that means something that mm-hmm. says something is that because mm-hmm. they do exercise in their younger still? years and stuff yeah mm-hmm. wow that's and, neat and yeah. it's way better to be that kind of old yeah, because, than the other kind of old yeah because they have senior what is that the Speaking chair yoga that they like to do Aww. chair oh. yoga for the for the elderly oh that's cool mm-hmm. i used to take my client you know Chris, working from home, you could probably benefit from Mm -hmm. chair yoga. I was telling Leslie, I got uneven ass cheeks right now. (laughs) Like, I got, I I need to, do they have chair yoga to, to, I'm sure. Yes, if you look it up, I'm sure. (laughs) There's an exercise out there. these days. (laughs) Yes. So, Shelly says the interview was challenging Mm -hmm. for me because it's, like I said, it's been a long time. Do you challenge yourself daily, or is it just every once in a while? Oh, I guess every once in a while. Daily? No, I don't. That's actually great. Mm-hmm. You don't even challenge yourself when your kids get out of hand and you have to mm-hmm. smack them back into place. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no, I think just a look from me might have might fix it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> when the looks just mm-hmm. by themselves work. Mm-hmm. I think my challenge lately, it's been going to sleep and getting enough sleep Mm. because the next day with minimal sleep, I am not in the best mood. And then the challenge at that point is keeping myself in check because I don't live at home alone. Okay. I can understand that too. Yeah. So Mm. it's just honestly sticking with my routine has been a challenge lately. The sleep, the studying, the Mm -hmm. exercise. 
so. I think the important thing though is like you have just focused on just one part of it, which was like getting your sleep right and getting that in order. Yeah, and, and it like, took cause, five days. Because like last night you slept, you had a great night of sleep and the first thing we did today was go to the gym. I feel like after a night of no sleep, I wake up, I roll over, I probably look like Frankenstein. <laughs> and then Chris is like, you ready for the gym? And I'm like, mwah. Yeah, like, like, that's, oh. that's my yeah. language that in mm-hmm. the entire rest of it, mwah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Without any sleep. I think, like, the way I have to challenge myself is like, because of course, like, you got to get out of work, or get out of bed, go to work. In then, the next room? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, in, in the next room, because I'm fortunate <laughs> enough to work from home, which is yes. cool. But then still, that has challenges of its own because, mm-hmm. like, the self-motivation part is is really yes. tough. And then so from there, it's like you still got to figure out how to not eat everything in your kitchen, how to not just go hang out with your best friend who's in the other room. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, you have a lot of responsibilities. And then you also want to, you know, be healthy, be in shape. And, <gasps> and then you got to feed your dogs. <laughs> God, Scooter. He wants to put his He's in every in. podcast. <laughs> He's not going to be here always. Hey. Is that your challenge? Not being comfortable at home during work? or? Well, well, my challenge, yeah. It's like you have to, like, sure, I have extreme comfort all around me. He's got to discipline that's, himself. Mm-hmm. And that's my enemy. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I can't be comfortable if I want to, you know, progress. And so it's no like, one can exactly. So like that's been one of my models is like find find your fears, go after it, use those as a compass, get comfortable being uncomfortable. As simple of a saying as that is, mm-hmm. there's so much truth to it mm-hmm. because yeah. like without without pain, there's no growth. And so if I'm just comfortable, I know I'm going to stay stagnant and remain stagnant. So yeah. oh my like, god, pain without pain, there's no growth. That's such a deep statement in itself. Like. Mm-hmm. Thinking of like, you know, issues that we might come to with our family members where, you know, we're going through pain and and that's never easy. And I think, I don't think any of us are ready to share it right now, but we're all struggling with a portion of our families where they're very painful situations. And Mm -hmm. that in itself is a challenge, like, you know, finding the balance and yes, I don't know. That's just, so that's also been super challenging too. It's a part. It's a part of the the life flood, though. Probably right. It's like the flood comes for everyone. Is that what you're gonna say? The flood comes for everyone, right? And it's like, all right, this is just either either way. We're all just standing in the same bit of water, and we're just like, mine's up to my knees, might be up to someone else's waist, neck, but mine's over my head. Exactly. (laughs) And when does it end? And I get tall. I don't. I, I honestly think it's the it's. How how you it perceive it? Yeah, it's all it's all with perception and your attitude. Like ninety ninety eight percent of life is just how you react to it. So yeah, I can. That's true. Chris, you've helped. You've taught me how to be more positive. And I think honestly, I come from a family who's so darn negative and i think it's because we've been in a ton of negative situations growing up so it's easy to be negative whereas chris i said it earlier you you were lucky enough not to have as much of that or any of that at all so honestly i married you because you're like a teacher to me and you you benefit me in that way because you can teach me things that i 
I don't know, can't learn from the family I was born into, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then even, I mean, because I always say it's like my family, we had our own struggles, but again, it was like how my parents chose to react to it and mm-hmm. what lessons we took from it and how they talked to us and talked us through certain times. Like, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, then people choose, family members choose whether or not to take those any advice that they're given and do what they want with it, right? Mm-hmm. Because your your parents are in place for those reasons. But if it's a good thing, not everyone chooses to follow that advice. Or if it's a yeah. bad piece of advice, not everyone chooses to follow that advice. And mm-hmm. we've experienced that as well. Yeah, I guess it's, it sucks. It's like as kids, it's like, oh, I got to listen to my parents. It's like really tough when your parents are just giving you a lot of bad advice. <laughs> a lot of it's like, gosh. Or what if they're not speaking and they're just showing? Yeah, right? exactly. That's another yep. freaking thing too. Yeah. Terrible. It could be something like yeah. eating, right? Like mm-hmm. if they have terrible eating habits, and the kids are watching. And then they'll just be normal. I still have a friend that literally lives off of Cheetos. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> Maybe he's better. Maybe he's not living off Cheetos. He's listening to this right now. We're talking about you. You know who you are. You know who you are. Stop eating Cheetos. Uh-oh. God. No more carbs. Just less of them. Just less carbs, guys. But uh, speaking of kids, though, mm-hmm. our last one of our last podcasts, there was a, a dad who came. Because you know how the kids come and they play here. Yes. And he freaked out because he couldn't find his son. And the son ended up being somewhere else, but hadn't checked in in like three hours. And uh, Chris and I ended up talking about pedophilia. Mm. Yeah, because it's like this guy definitely thought we were making a one of those. Uh, I don't know, you guys ever see Butterfly Effect? Mm-hmm. And you know, Butterfly Effect, Ashley it's Kutcher and that girl, they, the dad took him downstairs and they were filming him and they had to do things. And it's one oh of his terrible God. memories. All right, all right, PG. So okay, he, yeah, yeah. He, so this dad totally thought I Butterfly Effect Ashton Kutcher this guy. And <laughs> I, t- I didn't, but I could see how he thought that. And it honestly made us be more more weary yes. because of those perceptions. And because like, should one well, of those kids go missing, honestly, I think Leslie and I would be the first ones on the list because because we're outside skating. You know, the kids whatever. come by and they kids say hello by and say mm-hmm. hi. And I think this is a good topic of conversation for you because Shelly is expecting a grandbaby. And grandbaby mm-hmm. with a beautiful name. Mm-hmm. I love it. We'll share it later. It's important because, you know, we were talking about pedophilia and it doesn't only happen with your neighbors or people you don't know. It can happen in your families and friend circles as well. Mm-hmm. I know somebody super close to me who experienced it in their families. Yeah. Really sad stories where it was like the grandfather was, you know, taking the grandchild and, and mm. doing things with mm-hmm. them. And the, the kids are in their 20s now and, and they can speak to it and they remember it. So that's really sad. You have uncles doing this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important for parents to just watch your own damn kids, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other things, like what if those parents know that of, of that person, of that person, of their parent, and then they're like, oh, geez, like they're just probably put on a lot of weight with inflammation just from stress eating and all that kind of stuff just holding holding in all those emotions i'm lost where are you going like they know and <laughs> i'm just saying they know but they just cope with it because they definitely didn't deal with it with the authorities oh, you mean like so like years later it comes out like yeah, it, affect, years it affects later, them or comes something? out like how messed up their children oh. are and mm-hmm. it's like now they're in the they're still the adults of the child who got pedophiles by their grandparents 
And it's like or uncle or, or uncle, aunt or aunt mm. or co- weird cousin. I have a male friend, and um, he was telling me how when he was in foster care, the foster mom would take him to the basement mm-hmm. and and do things to him. And he was a young mm. young boy, like so sad, younger than in his teens. So yeah. it happens with boys too. Dude, mm-hmm. I'm happy it didn't happen to me because I just had weird babysitters. <laughs> I had a babysitter that she wore this like red lipstick and she would like make me and my sister drinks and they wanted them to be even. And she made the drinks out of Jello mix one. What? So she would use Jello mix. Sure, it was tasty, but I don't know if it's the healthiest thing for a kid. Two, both glasses would have lipstick marks on it because she'd drink them to be even. Yeah. And then she'd just give them to us. And we're like, what is this? Like, me and my sister were really, like, we were literally, like, 30-year-olds in, in like, four-year-old bodies. And we'd just look at each other like, what is wrong with this lady? Or my other babysitter that shaved my head bald without asking my mom's permission. I heard that story. Your mom was upset. Oh, my Very upset. God. It was terrible. Yeah, so, yeah. I would have been too. Weird babysitters. But, all right, so again, we don't want this podcast to drag on. We talked a little bit about health, a little bit about mental health, a little bit about some things. I did want to give you guys a money quote that I came across this week um, from Benjamin Franklin. So on the wealth side, money makes money, and the money that money makes, makes money. Okay, so that's Benjamin Franklin. Our next podcast, we're going to talk about Abraham Lincoln and his trajectory in life. Why? You'll see. All right, cool. But <laughs> anyways, Benjamin Franklin was a big proponent of compound interest and all those things. So if you're invested in your 401ks or that kind of stuff, especially if you're in your 20s, 30s, whatever, start now. Put a lot in because time money. can make you a lot. Yeah, time is money. <clears throat> but also just that, I just thought that quote was hilarious. Okay, so I almost burned the house down. We told you. All right. So we just got to document this story. Oh I almost burned the house down. I thought I was doing a good deed by frying my lady up some chicken wings. Turns out if oil gets too hot, it catches on fire. So I used a cast iron pan, some shallow oil. Yeah, it just heated up very rapidly. I, I panicked. My whole life flashed before my eyes. I thought we were going to have our whole house burned down. And then we Did the fire start after you put the piece of chicken in? Or I didn't put any chicken in. It Nothing. was just heating up the let's, oil. Let's, let's be honest in being specific. So Chris puts oil in a cast iron pan, and he had the oven up to nine. It was hot. You had it at nine. He started nine it at nine. Nine So. Apparently, you're supposed to slow heat your oil. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Also, the wings came out like trash after. I should have changed the oil. The wings only tasted like pure oil. Only one yep. a little bit. <laughs> and so, you know, the whole house was smoking. The microwave started catching on fire. But then I thought fast. I had to think fast, thought on my feet. I was like, Leslie, I need a lid. And I grabbed the lid <laughs> and I smothered it. Mm-hmm. Now we got an air fryer on the way. Woohoo! Thank, thank you. Shout out, thoughtful mother in law. <laughs> Love you. Connie. Thank you, Connie. And it doesn't um, use grease. No oil. Never have to no use grease. grease ever again. So everyone who I send my recipes to expect to have some some new air fryer recipes coming out eventually. Shelly is the queen of recipes and cooking. Yep. Do you, do you air fry? I do. My wings. 
Oh. You season them really good. Well, you can use any seasoning. What seasoning do you Pam. prefer? And um, I actually got this chicken seasoning that I mm -hmm. bought at an antique store. Oh, nice. I forgot, I forgot the name of it, but it's very flavorful. Is nice. it an antique seasoning? <laughs> no, I don't even know what's in it, but it's good. But you know what? You could use fajita seasoning, and it's so good. On it has myrrh, myrrh and ancient zombie fingers. We should try dusted. that. Wait, what is your go-to seasoning blend that you make? Like mine, for example, is uh, garlic powder, black pepper, salt, and then I do a, a paprika and a little bit of cayenne or AKA Kanye pepper. Um, just because it's just better to be call it that way. But yeah, that's pretty much the base. And then I might finish it off with some lemon pepper just for a little bit of different spice. You add a little bit of vinegar. Uh, mine is just like garlic powder, onion powder. Mm. Um, yeah, some paprika. We don't use onion powder. Just salt and pepper. I don't like the way onion I powder smells. I love onion powder. No, mm. we should use some more of it. I trust Shell. We've been to her house and we've eaten on a number of occasions and it's always good. Did you know saffron is the most expensive yes. spice? It's like for a little piece in a jar, it could go up to like $20 and up. Yep. For like a like little gram of it or something. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the heck? It's crazy. What do you put saffron on? Uh, well, they use it for this one dish, um, an Indian dish, and they only make it like during weddings. It's like a traditional dish. So they, it's like... But apparently it's a super, like, has really thick aromatics, and it's really tasty. It's just really hard to harvest. Uh, yeah, it's very expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you can find it at Marshall's in their spices area. You can find it for, like, $16. Maxx. Yeah, TJ Maxx. You mm -hmm. can find it for, like, $16. Or... Oh, that's mm -hmm. good lucky. I'm going to need it because I want it for some rice that I'm going to make. And then also I'm going to marinate some chicken and some yogurt because apparently that's, mm. that's what the Indian people do. Mm. I'm going to do it. Or buttermilk. Oh, mm. that sounds good. So in the Indian recipe, they they would do saffron into warm milk, mm -hmm. and then and then they'll pour that over the rice and then bake it for like 30, mm -hmm. 30 minutes an hour or something. <clears throat> what is like your go to like delicious snack that only takes fifteen minutes to make, but like your family loves? It's like everyone loves it, and it only takes mm. fifteen minutes. Your go to easy. My chili cheese dip. I did love the chili cheese dip. You, you put cream cheese first at the bottom. Mm -hmm. A can of chili, chili with beans or turkey chili, whatever, can of chili. And then the cheese on top. All and right. you bake it. We had that. Hmm. We Remember? Did. Yeah, it was good. It was delicious. Really good. Like, the reason why I asked that is because I have a new one. And it's the, it's uh, Pablano cheese steak tacos. Mmm. You take a poblano pepper, cut the tip off, shove a thing of manchego or harvati. Mm -hmm. If they you can't find the manchego, the harvati is great. Cheese. Mm-hmm. Cheese. And then you shove that like cube in there. In the pepper. In the pepper. And then you roast okay. them in the in the broiler. Mm. Make sure you get a good char on it. Oh my gosh, sounds good. Pull it out, cut it up, and then once it's time to use it again, you'll fry it, fry that. You just get some steak, marinate it, and uh, fry the cheese and the pepper. Put it on the tortilla, add the steak, maybe mm. put some pickled onion. I never have any pickled onion, but we do use a lot of cilantro. When we had the family here, Mari and Nene, mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. came with Cole and 
what's her name? Eloisa. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they gravitated toward, towards more, was that. Because Chris also made Alfredo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Leslie loves it. I'll, I'll put the link to the recipe in the episode description. Mm-hmm. One last thing, though, mm-hmm. before we end the pod. <coughs> All right, I know it's a longer episode. Mortal Kombat. Oh, God. We all watched it. Leslie was dressed up as Baraka. I was Scorpion, of course. Did you dress up? I did you guys, not. You guys didn't dress up for <laughs> no, the movie? No. Who's um, the woman with the, those teeth? Yeah, that's Melina. She's also... No, I like Melina. I want to be Melina. Okay, oh, she fine. was scary looking. She yep. was. I loved it. Her yeah. cheeks ripped. I thought she was eating animals, and really it's just her cheeks were ripped because her mouth went back She was hard. scary looking. Now, now, we only had a couple quarrels with the movie. I didn't All have right? any. The acting was just a little off. Mm-hmm. Just didn't hit the mark for me. Uh, I Kane, thought so, too. Kano and Cabal were hilarious. The fight scenes and martial arts was great, top-notch. Mm-hmm. Storyline and plot, very rushed. I would have done less character development on the characters that didn't need it. And uh, I would have played the song more because they made a remake of the song and it came out. It was, it was awesome. The song was great. What was your favorite I scene? I don't remember. You don't remember the oh. song because they played it in the credits. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Oh, my God. I don't remember. My favorite scene? Um, favorite oh, scene. What was it? I don't even know if I have a favorite scene, really. If you had to be one of those people, what would you Oh, be? when they finally kill the bad guy, the, what's his name? Shao the, Kahn? Yes. Or Sub-Zero? No, Sub-Zero. When they killed Sub-Zero? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I would have yes. killed him harder. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, he was an a-hole. Yeah, he was a yes, jerk. He, was. he kept killing kids and mm-hmm. family members. And he has no heart. <laughs> yeah, he's cold as ice. That, uh, spoiler alert, main character just gets his powers and then kills the boss, Prince Goro. Instantly, first battle, and he and he was losing to Rodriguez or Ramirez to an mm-hmm. armbar at the beginning of the movie, losing mm-hmm. to R- Ramirez, and then all of a sudden he's beating oh. a forearm Goro later on. And he doesn't know. Just because he, he gets house. mad, yeah. Sorry, it's just not <laughs> realistic. Just what didn't do it for me. But um, but yeah, Mortal Kombat, check it out. Yeah. Okay. Bye. All right. Wait. 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 Any closing words? Any Any closing words? Leslie? I don't have any. Nothing? All right. Well, thank you, everyone, have for joining us. Have a good work us. week. Yep. On this pod. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy your time. Have a great week. We'll see you on Monday, um, where Leslie and I will just set the path forward for for our week. If she doesn't want to join Mondays with Chris, that's fine. She might not be a special guest this time around. Um, <laughs> but I look forward to it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Ha, ha, ha.